0: This is a Triple M footy podcast with all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy. It's Tom Brown's news.
1: The rubber hits the road for the four remaining teams tonight with the first bounce of prelim weekend. The backdrop to the blockbusters includes a new coach, a landmark pay deal and plenty more. So without further ado, we'll bring in our man Tommy Brown to tell us all the latest. My name's Rudy, I've got Tom here, and Tommy, let's
0: start today at Punt Road. At Punt Road, Rudy, Adam Uze has been unveiled as Richmond's coach this morning. It follows a successful stint as an assistant at Hawthorne for the best part of eight years and a shorter one at Melbourne for the best part of about two and a half years. Of course, he's famously narrowly missed out on the Bombers and Giants jobs last year. It looks like he had the Giants job at one stage, or at least that was the narrative, uh, basically the prevailing one. But uh, he was announced this morning, Adam Uze, he's done the hard yards. He's highly regarded. He's great to deal with, Rudy. I've interviewed him um, you know, a bunch of times, boundary side, uh, particularly Friday nights for 7 News. He's uh, just an absolute pleasure to deal with, Adam Uze. He said he wouldn't put a ceiling on what Richmond can do next year this morning. He said he's open to keeping Andrew McWalter on. I think it's polite. I think that once you've gone for a job, Rudy... More often than not, you end up moving on. Having said that, that's not to uh, denigrate or criticise McWalter because I know he's got a, obviously a very good relationship with the group having coached them recently. But uh, this is some of what Adam Uso had to say when he was announced as Richmond's coach at Punt Road this morning. The last two, obviously two really strong footy clubs that I've been involved in, um, the roles I've had, I felt like I've been in the passenger seat. And um, the last three years at the Melbourne Footy Club, I feel like I've been in a driver's seat game day. So... Um, a lot of the the roles that I've had at both footy clubs have had a lot of responsibility in the in the way that we play, um, so I feel like the natural progression is senior. The senior coach. So um, as I said, I can't wait to meet the players. Can't wait to get started, and looking forward to 2024. It was. Uzé's birthday, Rudy. He joked that when he got home last night amongst all the contract talk and getting this new deal and getting this uh, job, if you like, his wife or his partner didn't give him a cake. But uh, I'm sure <laughs> they'll work all that out. Uh, it was his birthday yesterday, a nice birthday oh, present. I reckon he had a happy enough birthday without a cake. I'd say a big, nice, big, juicy contract at Richmond, a senior coaching contract would be uh, just the cake he needed, just the sugar hit he needed. Um, what happens now to Andrew McWalter? You'd suspect he'll go somewhere, Rudy. I mean, clearly... Uh, he would be in demand. He's had a great relationship with players, obviously very strategically astute. So he'll, uh, he'll move on. Um, interesting in terms of the fallout. So now Melbourne will have a vacancy with Uze departing. A couple of names to keep an eye on, according to some well-placed sources today. Don't discount Leon Cameron and Brett Ratton, who both get on very well with Alan Richardson, Melbourne's footy boss. So just keep an eye on Leon Cameron and Brett Ratton, possibly popping up at the Demons as senior assistants, with Adam Uze getting this uh, much coveted role. At Richmond, Rudy. Shut up. The foot is on Triple M. This is the People's Weekend. Preliminary finals, probably the best weekend of the year. And it kicks off at a Triple MCG packed full of pies. Collingwood Army are right up and about. Can GWS stop the Maggies march again and get themselves into a grand final? It is all over and the Giants have made the grand final. Join the Temper Mattress Call Team tonight for Collingwood and GWS, for Reed Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M Rocks Finals Footy.
1: Gill's final piece of the puzzle now in place, Tommy. Finally, the collective bargaining agreement has been uh, agreed, I
0: suppose, There's a new pay deal. What are the headlines for you? A couple of interesting issues before I get to some of the headline numbers, which you might have seen overnight already. Um, there'll be improved media access, Rudy, under the proposed deal that will involve the 23 named from the club and the team each week are meant to be available to the media in the following week after the match. Now I'm going to give you a project, Rudy. Next year, I'll be in Sydney working in a bank. You'll be still in the media. I want you to see if that process actually works. I've got my doubts because what happens is the media managers and the uh, football managers in particular at clubs end up blocking access. So if you ask for a topical player in the AFL, as I think Hachi said this before in his podcasts, you're more chance on the world landscape of getting an interview this week with Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods, oftentimes, and some of the most prominent players in the game. The AFL recognise that's an issue um, and have sort of said to the players, well, if you want the, more, the, the increased money in this new CBA, you'll have to be available. So next year, Rudy, request Dustin Martin after a controversial incident. I was going to say Buddy Franklin, but he's obviously retired now. now. Or uh, request the most topical players in the game, Bailey Smith, and see what response you get back from the Bulldogs. I'm guessing it'll be a big N-O. But maybe the AFL could impose fines, for example. So how far is the AFL prepared to go to enforce that?
1: That's that's a fascinating one. You'd yeah. imagine that uh, just about every media outlet in the land will have a standing request at 9.01 a.m. Monday getting into uh, the Richmond Media Manager's inbox saying, uh, Dustin Martin, please. Correct. <laughs> it's not going to happen anyway.
0: Yeah. We'll see because I know there's some smart people at the AFL, including Jay Allen, who's one of the uh, senior media people at the AFL that have been quite prominent in trying to get better media access, which I think is good for the fans. That's the underlying. Yeah. I want to hear from the stars of the game. It's terribly difficult in the AFL because all the clubs are trying to create their own channels and their own media channels. And a lot of the prominent players realize that scarcity is best. And they get the big lucrative endorsement contracts yeah. if they talk less rather than more. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a topic and a podcast into it, unto itself. Yeah. It's an interesting one separately, a bit of discussion around the fact that now the top first round draft picks will have mandatory three year deals. And some of the player agents just want further and better particulars, more detail on that, because guys like Ben King, Nick Dacos, and um, Harry Cheesel, who this won't apply to, have all got deservedly so lucrative deals in their third year, like $400,000, $700,000 a year. And that could be capped at about two hundred and fifty plus ASAs, which is additional service agreements, under this new deal. And some of the agents are a bit concerned that the AFL could, uh, that could cost the top players money when they're locked into a three-year deal. So you could have blokes, the equivalent of Nick Dacos or Harry Cheesal, running around for two fifty, three three fifty in their third year, when in an open market situation they'd be earning far more. the The workaround is to negotiate the, the the money when you extend for your fourth year. But uh, agent, some agents are a bit worried about that situation. Well, that's it. I mean, Harley Reid's a, a great a good example. example. He'll be yeah. the face of West Coast, getting paid in incremental amounts now over the, over the first three years as opposed to being able to go Wooshka and get a huge deal in that third year. So there are some agents that have some concerns around that. The AFL don't have concerns over that. They reckon they'll be looked after. Again, we'll find out. But uh, just in terms of some of the uh, headline figures as part of that CBA in the AFL, 10% increase in base pay for 23, a 37% increase in pay over the life of the deal. The average player salary in 2022 was $387,000. The average player salary averaged by 2027, this is the average across all the players will be close to $519,000. So um, it's interesting uh, in terms of the increases and uh, that's the flow through of money, Rudy, from the broadcast deal through to the players. I think it's been very well received. Um, tw- the AFLW players will get a 29% pay uplift immediately. And a lot of their benchmarks for to, for getting more games and more pay are linked to things like TV ratings and, uh, and, and crowds for the AFLW. So, the AFLW, if it grows, the players will get uh, appropriately uh, rewarded. Rudy. Every Triple M Footy podcast is in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the listener app now.
1: All right, Tommy. That's enough of all the off-field stuff. Everything else just noise. Now tonight, the prelims start. I can see you jumping out of your skin over there. The pies they take on the Giants, the Greater Western Sydney Giants. The big, big sound. It's coming from the west of the town, mate. How are you feeling?
0: We might play the sound, the song in a minute, because I, even I can see that it's a great song, It's a the way. It's, it's an absolute beauty. Gil McLaughlin reflected that on radio this morning. Rudy, putting my Collingwood hat on, which I don't do too often. I know you stopped me from doing it, which is sensible. <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous. The reason I'm nervous is because the Giants are in form. We're about to find out whether Collingwood, with the week off, whether that's advantageous or whether with match fitness, the Giants could, for example, jump them. Um, we're about to find out how good the Giants are. They've been on the road now for the best part of three weeks. They're even calling the MCG like a home ground advantage. That, that's tongue-in-cheek, but you get the point. They're quite familiar with playing at the MCG. They've been the informed team in the competition, I guess, alongside Carlton for the best part of t- 10 or 12 weeks. I think they lost one to Sydney at one stage, but they haven't lost too many games. I, as a Collingwood supporter, Rudy, hope that the focus on the Giants being informed just sharpens our focus, because that's Collingwood's, And uh, and they and they get over the line tonight, having the heartbreak of last year against Sydney, and the heartbreak of 2019, the preliminary final against the Giants, and the heartbreak in particular of 2018 in my memory. All Collingwood supporters feel the same. I just feel a bit sick, Rudy. Like it's going to be either absolute despair or complete elation. It's just like (laughs) it's why we follow footy, but it
1: just makes me feel sick. Every single Pies fan I've spoken to has said more or less the same thing that. They want the game to just be over and to know the result. And just, and But <laughs> just I
0: hope they just go out there and embrace it and play their own football and beat the Giants like they should and get into the grand final. But don't think about the grand final. If they go into tonight thinking about the grand final, they that's won't win. Rude. So you've got to keep your eyes on the prize. Nick Dagos is back. It looks like Ginevan wasn't named as a sub, but will be the sub. Is that's, that right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I heard yesterday. That he'll be the sub. The and, Giants uh, are unchanged. Giants are unchanged, as uh, they probably should be. Uh, opposite side of the coin, Tommy Carlton. They fly to Brisbane. Take on the lines four omissions they've made from the semi final four side.
0: changes seems like a lot anyway Matt Oes Matt Kennedy David Cunningham and Brody Kemp in came Mackay Boyd Martin Kemp was the surprise out they went with Boyd and there's a bit of a view Rudy, you were telling me before that's um that's where the view to perhaps uh, Boyd is a small defender that's Jordan Boyd doing a job perhaps on Bailey yeah it's something like that just
1: more of a match up uh, they perhaps don't feel as uh, they need the tall cover so much against uh, Hipwood, Danaher, um, or they feel that they can cover those with the with the two big guys they've got, and then um, and then to go for to go for Kemp to take on one of the small plays. Obviously, Jack Payne didn't get up for Brisbane; no, he's had that ankle injury. Naughty Gunson did he? And yeah, did Gunson. So um, it's that's probably. I mean, Carlton's probably the team that you Jack but Payne. He's probably the guy you want to lose the least against Carlton because their tools are very intimidating with uh, Macaya Kerno and uh, and De Koning, who was sensational last week. Predictions, Rudy, tonight? Uh, honestly, this is almost 50-50 to me. Um, yeah, I think, I think Collingwood will get it done because um, of all those things that you said. The weight of history sort of is coming with them a bit, I think. Uh, but it's going to be a classic. I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see uh, GWS win. Uh, I'll put it this way. I can see Collingwood blowing the Giants out or a tight one either way. I don't think the pies are any chance to get blown away. Collingwood, 14 points, I reckon. Collingwood, 14 points. I like it. I like it. Collingwood by one, uh, and it's going <laughs> to... Oh, shit. And, uh, I'll, have, I'll have a heart, heart attack. attacks around the ground, yeah. yeah. I just swore
0: two. <laughs> and then um, Carlton versus Brisbane, what do you reckon? I reckon the Lions will beat Carlton by 34 points.
1: Yeah, I actually had 35 in my mind, so we're pretty close there. I can sort of see it being a tight one until
0: the Lions break them open. Late in the third quarter, and then it blows out a bit. But the, uh, the Lions have got some players that look like the Harlem Glo- Globe Trotters up at the Gabba, like guys yeah. like uh, Danaher and Hipwood. They're rock stars yeah, up Ra- there, Rainer and, and the they get their, they get their confidence up and they score heavily. Could they have an off night mentally? It's possible. Um, some of their players can go missing, but. It's hard to criticise them on form. I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and, and I mean, like Carlton's season is a success already. It was a success before they beat Melbourne last week, arguably. So, uh, it, as I said the other day, I know it's a stupid analogy, but they're big blokes, Carlton. Like they just look mature, as do the Lions. Having mm-hmm. said that, but, but uh, Carlton's definitely close to the window from a physical maturity perspective. They play finals footy, Carlton, don't they? They definitely that, do. That is, uh, that's do. the that's the variable. Anyway, it all uh, kicks off just a nice, a couple of brief ones, Rudy. The clubs. That's all the club presidents are having a lunch on Sunday. A bit of a breaking of the bread of sorts with the commission. There's a bit of uh, frustration that the AFL hasn't appointed those new commissioners recently. I think Andrew Island will be appointed just to placate the clubs and it's a good appointment early next week coinciding with the Brownlow. So uh, the presidents have uh, lunch with the AFL and the commission and their partners go and have a separate lunch, I think somewhere around Paran, Rudy. So there's a a big sort of day of whining and dining as far as the clubs are concerned. So some issues in the background there. And uh, Clayton Oliver, some whispers around this week, I've checked all this out. He didn't go to his exit interview and didn't go to much of much, any of the Melbourne function they had on, uh, on Wednesday. He's been unwell all week. So there's no issues as far as Melbourne's concerned with him missing his exit interview or anything like that. He's just been, uh, I'm told he's just been sick. All right. Well, uh,
1: look, we'll be back on Monday, Tommy, and we'll know the grand finalists by then. Or maybe you won't be back if Collingwood don't make if it. If might don't mate, make it, Rudy, I, might,
0: I, might cut, I might quit a week early. Honestly, it's going <laughs> to oh. be
1: very difficult to deal with. Honestly. Oh, mate. You've got to face the music. That's what it's all about. Uh, and obviously, you can tune into both prelims across this weekend on Triple M on the listener app or on your radio. Starting tonight, Pies v. Giants. Look at these names, Tommy. Luke Darcy, Mark Howard, Jason Dunstall, Nathan Brown, Damian Barrett, Ashtore, it's going to be massive.
0: As Eddie said once, uh, post a, uh, I think it was a Pies loss or something like that, he said, you've got to put yourself in the arena, Rudy. They're in the they're in the hunt. If you've got to be there, you've got to either be disappointed or happy. One way or the other, we'll find out tonight. Indeed. See you next week. See you, mate. That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday, and Friday for more. And subscribe to Triple M Footy on Listener to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ream, Hot Water, and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.